Alright, we're back here, uh, Bark Like a Brown, sorry for the new name change, but I think it's, we think it's pretty cool. Your host here, Nick Moyer, with co-host Owen Hearn, how are you doing today, Owen? I'm doing well, congrats on playing D3 football. Thank you. There thank, we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, you want to start it off right now? Alright. Just the, right, just the uh, today. Alright, we're going to start going over uh, some players that did not receive the franchise tags. Speaking about bad news. Alright, who were players that stuck out to that didn't receive the uh, franchise tag? So, some notable players that did not get it were Nick Foles, CJ Mosley, Landon Collins, Steven Goskowski, Trent Brown, Evan Trey Flowers. One trend is the Patriots because they don't like to sign anyone. And then the players who did receive the franchise tag were Frank Clark, Robbie Gold, Javion Clowney, D4, Demarcus Lawrence, and Grady Jarrett. So, with that being said, do you really think that any of these players are going to be notable who are hitting the market. Steven Gostowski, I think the Browns should go after him because we need a kicker. Yeah, I think the most troubling, like not troubling, but most confusing was Landon Collins because the Giants have nobody on defense. They just let a two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler just walk for nothing. And there's now reports coming out from Schefter that saying at the beginning of the year they were being offered a first-round pick for Landon Collins. And then also at the deadlines to go. They from, also they just let him walk. Yeah, they told you could have got a first round yeah. pick halfway through the year when you're already out, and then now you get nothing for him. So that's really puzzling. So, and then I would also think another one that's weird is C.J. Mosley because a lot of or even fans that I know were talking about how like the new GM is going to be a flawless transition from Ozzy to new one. Already has kind of been questionable trading Flacco away because I mean is Lamar the quarterback? Who knows? And then C.J. Mosley. Their cornerstone of that defense just walked. He picked off Baker Mayfield. Just want to point that out on that fourth and ten. Yes, he did. So Evan Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, Stephen Gostowski, all Patriots. Kind of the the Patriot way. They just don't want to pay him. No. So Trey Flowers. Everyone was thinking, oh, this guy's like he's so great. And then what ended up happening is, since he's leaving, they get a third round pick in compensation. And then they just trade a seventh round pick for Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett, awful dude, good football player, and that's what the Patriots wanted. So they get a third-round pick and just trade away a seventh and get a person who's arguably just as good as Trey Flowers, which, I mean, it's the Patriot way. I am surprised that he got rid of Steven Gostowski because he's been their kicker for forever. And then Trent Brown, not really surprising considering they drafted Isaiah Wynn, and then he ended up tearing his ACL right off the bat in OTAs, but he'll be there this time. So, Bryce, you want to talk about the headlines of this weekend? Yeah, so uh, our first headline is Antonio Brown ended up getting traded to the Raiders, and um, they ended up re-signing him, and what the Steelers got for him was a third and a fifth rounder. And also, um, Bryce Harper had his first uh, game, and he walked up playing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's definitely really cool. He also got a standing ovation when he did do that. You know, I just realized none of us were alive. I'm not going to say none of us were alive when that, but, like, out of all of us, I'm the only one who would be able to watch that because I'm the oldest. Cause I was, yeah, because I was under in the 90s. It's man. a great show. It really it is. Shout, shout out to uh, Will, Will, Will Smith. Smith. He was really creeping that Aladdin commercial. <laughs> so weird. Um, shout out to the uh, late, great Robin Williams, too, for the Aladdin, for the genie. Yeah, so Nick, you're going to talk about some NCAA right now. All right, so we have one of our first teams to clinch the tournament. 
All right, Murray, last night, Murray State has clinched their automatic bid to the 2019 NCAA tournament. They won 77-65 to over Belmont, which was the number one seed in the OVC championship. I, you know, there's other games on today that will determine it, but for the most part, the conference tournaments are all this upcoming week up until Saturday. Shout out to uh, uh, Greg, Chris Gumble. No, it's Greg Gumble. Uh, see you next uh, Sunday for uh, Selection Sunday. Yeah, we got a big show for that. Mainly on you, Nick. You're the big NCAA guy here. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a special, uh, I'm going to go half an hour, or hour. Uh, Oh, probably be later than a lot of our normal ones Podcast, come out. So yep. usually have them out by like 2.33-ish, and that one probably be at like 8, 9-ish. It's going to be late. So another, kind of like the saga this year, and everyone's starting to turn on them, which is kind of enjoyable in a way, is the Lakers have been a dumpster fire, to say the least. So, I mean, you've seen of how LeBron, I, mainly in the mainstream media, you saw him, like, before this year, he was to go, you know? No one could touch him. Now, like, big-name people, especially on ESPN, Fox Sports, they're talking about, is he, like, second, third, fourth? So, what do you think about that? Let me play a kip, uh, clip from the post game. Uh, I do like the way we play. Uh, I do like the way we play. I thought we shared the ball. Majority of the game, I thought we uh, we defended them. You know, for the majority of the game, and uh, I mean that's a very good team over there. Um, obviously, come off a win in Sacramento, come off a win in Golden State, and you know, obviously they, their their hopes are very very high in Eastern Conference. So, um, I think for you know the time that we were all on the floor, I thought we played pretty well. That was LeBron talking about his teammates, and Brandon Ingram is currently out for the year. So is Lonzo Ball. I think they're going to start tanking for that number one overall pick. I mean, you could see his signs on the wall just from the beginning. Because you saw, like, everyone said, like, oh, the Lakers going to make the playoffs. But one, going into the year, everyone expected them to make the playoffs. And one, for how bad the NBA ratings have been lately, like, you saw reports that, like, the new football league, like the AAF or something, like, topped its ratings. And then you see of how, like, just all across the board, the uh, league ratings have been really bad. So to see that, and then now see the biggest star to last decade is not in the playoffs, it's going to be so bad. Because there's already a narrative that, like, oh, the Warriors are going to win every single year, which it's been that the last, like, four or five, right before the Cavs won. And then, they won four out of five. Yeah, it's easily a dynasty. And then there's a lot of rumors that Kevin Durant is going to leave them, but even without, I think they can still win. Like, they're just that good of a team. I mean, going back to the Lakers, how LeBron has to be the worst teammate in the league. Do you think that? Well, yeah, because he's just – I saw this in Cleveland. Like, remember, he had the entire team, and then they traded everybody just yeah. so that they can win. I'm like, those were his buddies, like, you know, Dwayne Wade. I would say Isaiah Thomas, which I thought they played that off while they were buddies. But, like yeah. – But you see – I mean, well, the reason I say, which is a big statement to say, like, oh, he's the worst team in the league, I really think he is. I don't even think it's close. Because this whole year, he didn't even buy into the team. Like, he didn't at all. He tried to trade his whole team, and he made it public, too. It's not like there was, like, oh, rumblings, like, you know, a reporter here or there. It was, like, clear. They would trade anything they can for Anthony Davis. And especially with that trade not going through, it's just a complete mess. And then, of course, you have Lonzo Ball, one of the most hyped-up players ever coming out, and LeVar saying, like, oh, Lonzo's still better than LeBron, which is just really dumb to say. 
like also saying he doesn't want to go to New Orleans. Like you don't, you're not big enough yet in the NBA. You don't have a voice to say, oh, I want to go here or there. All right, speaking of terrible teammates, Kyrie Irving for the Celtics last night. Well, the Celtics played the Lakers last night. Celtics won 120-107. Kyrie Irving, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. So his counterpart, LeBron, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. So LeBron still is putting up the numbers, just the fact that the team around him. Would you say the Lakers team now is better than the team he had in Cleveland before he left, or no? And that is with Kevin Love injured. I would say, I mean, the Cavs can make the playoffs in the East. So I would say just, like, overall... Wait, we're not out? What? We're not out? No, I would say if we had LeBron, oh, oh, Cavs okay, would okay. still be in okay. the playoffs. Um, but for the Lakers, you saw, was it a day or two ago, they said like LeBron's going to be on a minute restriction now. Like, he's basically saying, like, he's going to he, play... He's like, giving up. Yeah, he's he gave up. He's going to play, like, here and there just because, you know, they still need to sell tickets and stuff like that. But, I mean, also about LeBron buying in, what has he done to help the team? Because all he's seen so far is, like, Space Jam 2, other movie projects. He's doing that show of, like, is it Odell and, like, Antonio Brown, like, on HBO or something, like, The Barbershop or something like that. Yep. Also, uh, they have a winning record when Lonzo's playing and LeBron isn't. I mean, yeah. So, it's just, it's just a mess. You can tell that's probably the most dysfunctional franchise. And one thing that is kind of, like, Similar to that, as people say, like, oh, the Cowboys are super dysfunctional. How are they, though? They've had one, they went from one quarterback to another almost seamlessly. They've had the same coach the last, like, eight years. Yeah. Same GM the last couple years. Yeah, they've had headlines because they're the biggest sports brand in the world. But it's not like they're having anything, like, super bad happen. They always make the playoffs, usually, like, every other year. Because that's the thing about the NFC East. There's a new division leader every single year. It always alternates. It did... I think the last, like, eight years or something before the Cowboys won it twice, and I think this was back in, like, 08, 09. So, I mean, people say, like, oh, the Cowboys are a mess. The Lakers are about ten times worse right now, especially with Magic running it. Great. One great player, though. Man, he was great. He was, sorry to be very ironic here, he was Magic. Speaking about dates back in the day, and this, we're going to go throwback here on the date. On this date, 2004, uh, Tracy McGrady dropped 62 points on the Wizards for the franchise record. For Orlando Magic? Yep. He dropped it on the Wizards. He had 62 points and 10 rebounds. Just thought I thought I would throw that out there. So we're going to transition into more football. So I think the big news, NFL draft this weekend, and combine in general, this overshot DK Metcalf everything. I just saw, sorry to interrupt you, I just saw a report that he could draft a 9 to the Bills. Uh, um, Tyler? Yep. No, uh, DJ Metcalf. Metcalf. Um, so what this is is... Charlie Cassery of NFL Network, a longtime person, just completely bashed Tyler, just to put it politely. I mean, it was awful. So, it's really weird comments for a person, especially a quarterback, who could be the number one pick in a draft, because it seems like the media hates it. It's similar to Baker, because the media kept bashing, like, oh, he's not, like, the best quarterback, you shouldn't take him. But every NFL team loves it, just like Baker, because you saw reports afterwards that, like, the Patriots, the Jets, everyone, Giants, even wanted Baker. Maybe you saw that with Manziel, too, on how, like, the Cowboys wanted to trade yeah, or draft Johnny Manziel. I mean, it's like, you, every quarterback has, like, a team or two that wants them, unless there's, like, something really off about them. It's like, there's so many teams that want it, and it's similar to Kyler Murray, because you're seeing reports that the Raiders, who just got Antonio Brown, we're going to talk about next, and then they have, um, who's a, Cardinals love them. So, here are the comments about 
Charlie Castro, what he said. Quote, these are the worst comments I've ever got from a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. The board work, not good. Not good at all in any of those areas. Raising major concerns about what this guy is going to do. Weird. Because usually if there's so many teams that love him, why is, like, who is this dude putting out these comments? Because I don't think Charles Casterly actually did this stuff with him. I think these are what people are telling him. And he ended up coming out and said he wished he didn't say it just because of all, like, the negative feedback. But it's kind of like saying that. Well, there's something that he's, like, I'm not going to say angry at them, but at, at him, but, like, he'll, he's, like, calling him out. Like, he hasn't said anything. Like, he, he hasn't, he, did, he didn't play football. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think he has, like, you know, the ball. We don't think he has the right to, uh, wow. Like, criticize Yeah, think, wow, I'm drawing a blank, my man. Yeah, it's just weird because why would, especially going into, let's say, flashback about a year ago, Howard Murray, all he was known as is the eighth overall pick, Oakland A's, who was a quarterback at Oklahoma who never played behind Baker. Then he comes out, has an incredible rookie year, surpasses Tua, which seemed like it was Tua's award to win, the Heisman. And then, like, the last week, Howard jumped ahead and won the award. So then he still put out, say, like, hey, I'm still going to play baseball. And then the question started to rise, like, how good or how high could he go into the NFL draft? And then you saw the, the fact that, you know, there were reports that uh, Kingsbury of the Cardinals said, oh, I would have took Kyler Murray number one overall. This is the week he was playing Oklahoma. And he, I guarantee he had no clue he would actually, within a month or two, have the number one overall pick. So now I mean, that he, he was probably jumping for joy because it was probably, yeah. I mean, it's the perfect person to fit his scheme. So now that you see it, he has number one pick. Now it's kind of like, it's almost a fact that Nick Bosa was going number one. Now it's Kyler Murray. He's going two to the 49ers now. Yeah, now you're seeing reports that the Raiders are trying to make plays. And then the wild card here is the Giants. Because they've said they've like no one in this QB class, which seems kind of eye-rolly. Because you have such a great offense with... A top three receiver in the league, a top five tight end in the league, a top three running back in the league, and your quarterback sucks. Like they could have such a great offense. It sounds like Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, they could have. Well, not anymore. Well, not now, but, but it is what it used to be. But they could have such a great offense if they just got a quarterback. For so for them to say like, oh, Dwayne Haskins, he's not going to be as good as Eli Manning. And here's the question I have for the Giants front office, and this is the same thing as last year. Why are you not taking a quarterback? Because how often are you going to be this high? Say you draft, I don't even know, you take a D tackle or something because this draft is loaded with it. How much better is that going to make you in, like, the long term? So you think, hey, maybe the Giants can make a playoff push this year if Eli Manning, it's his last year, you know, that, make oh the playoff. My God. Think about this. Say they get 18 or 19. You're nowhere near to get a top quarterback for 2020, which is supposed to be a loaded draft with Justin Herbert out of Oregon, Tua's coming out. Jake Fromm out of Georgia. It's like 2020 is supposed to be like a generational quarterback class, kind of like it was last year. So you're going to expect like, oh, we're at 19. We can easily get a quarterback. There's teams such as Miami that have already said, not that they're going to tank, but they're focusing on the 2020 QB class instead of this year's. Well, yeah, because if you tank just like in basketball, you'll face consequences. But why do you not just take the quarterback this year? Because what the Giants hope this year, they don't want to be up here. They want to be making the playoffs. But you're going to need a quarterback, so you're going to be stuck kind of what I feel like the Chargers are going to be if they don't try to trade for Rosen. If, like, you're just not going to have a backup plan for a quarterback. 
So then you're going to be stuck in the range kind of like, oh, we have to make one thing I applaud the Chiefs for doing is going up and getting a quarterback because where they be now, they would have an Alex Smith who's like 36 years old and has no broken leg. Yeah, he wouldn't have a broken leg, but he's nowhere near what Patrick Mahomes did last year for him. So that's what the Giants are going to have to be in a situation. They will have to trade a ton to move up from mid to late 20s up to the top 10. I'm a fan of them right now drafting Haskins. The Giants? Yep. Yeah, I would agree, but I mean... I think that's what most mock drafts are at least looking at. At least that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's weird because for a long time you heard Haskins, number one quarterback on the board, it was easy. And now you're seeing reports of... I mean, he's not even a discussion. It's Coward Murray. Yeah. You see Coward Murray. Every team was, oh, Coward Murray, he's incredible. From the Cardinals to the Raiders to even Jacksonville, there's been rumors. They're getting Nick Foles. They shouldn't even be looking at a quarterback. Yeah, it's almost obvious they're getting him. But then Haskins is like, oh, like where does he go? I mean, Giants at I, six, I think, I think Bronco, goes, Broncos maybe at ten. No, because they have Joe. Well, mm, they can still draft a quarterback. I've yeah, seen a lot I, of mocks where they. I don't think they'll draft him that high though. Like, why not though? If you think because Joe Flacco is not a franchise quarterback at this point, he's like thirty three. He has like two, three years left on his contract, but you, they can get out of it because they traded for him. So it's kind of, I think it's going to be a case kingdom like they're kind of like going to try to build up other parts and then get their quarterback. So this is my question: If Haskins falls at ten, why don't the Broncos just take him? I think so. I'm going to say it's like the Peyton Manning thing because their thing is all defense. Yeah. Would you agree? Well, with Peyton, what they did with Peyton Manning, they did. Uh, um, they bringing a veteran. They, bringing a veteran. They just did that with Joe Flacco, and then the whole Paxton Lynch things. I don't think they're going to reach. I think that Paxton Lynch is bad. I think they can. I, I think that Joe. Fl- I don't think Joe Flacco is bad. I just. I think I, he, he, be, he reminds he me of Mr. Checkdown. So let's move into probably the biggest news so far in offseason before free agency starts on 13th, so in three days. So it would be, be Tuesday, Wednesday, around there. It would be the 13th, yep. Um, is Antonio Brown just got traded to the Raiders. So what do you think about this trade for Pittsburgh and Oakland? For Pittsburgh, I think it's stupid. For Oakland, I think it's really good. Because Oakland, you get... You'll get um, a, one of the top receivers in the league, and they just restructured his contract too. Yeah. And I think for Pittsburgh, I think it's really stupid because you trade. Like there are probably teams like I want to know what the Bills' offer was. Yeah, like, that's a good question. That's, like, I know Antonio Brown like turned it down, but I just want to know what the offer was from the Bills. Like I don't know why that won't leak. You think they offered a second? I think they offered a first. Real? I don't think it goes from a first to a third though. Well, you gotta look that they started like their only first they had this year is nine. There's no way they traded the ninth overall pick. It jumped from ninth to a third and fifth two days later. Because when the news break did break around midnight, like sometime at like one in the morning. Because I was up at like look like not eleven, but like one in the morning, and there was no news broke. So it had to happen in the middle of the night. So I actually think it was a good trade for Pittsburgh for. Considering the circumstances, because obviously you have to trade Antonio Brown. You can't win the trade, but I actually think it's not horrible. Because they got more than nothing out of it. You got, got something. Because here's the thing. I think the best part about the trade is just getting rid of Antonio Brown, just because he destroyed that locker room, especially down the stretch. And then now you get third and fifth round pick. Pittsburgh finds receivers. Juju Smith had a better year last year than Antonio Brown. Darius Hayward Bay, they had him. They brought him in. 
Yeah, who, they drafted a second-round pick, James Washington, out of Oklahoma State last year. Didn't perform because he was just buried beneath that depth chart, but now may have a chance to shine. And then for Oakland, I think it's a good trade, but I question it. Because if you can get a third to fifth round pick for Antonio Brown, yeah, I mean, you that's a good trade right there. But the thing about Oakland is they have a ton of cap space, so even though he gets a ton of money new with his restructured contract, it's 30, actually... $30 million now, right, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but they have, oh, they have a ton of cap room. So what I think about it is Antonio Brown's 30. He's one major injury away from he's done, you know? Like, he won't be the same player which I think is, has to be the biggest concern for Oakland. But what I question is, even though they have three first-round picks this year, two second or two first-round picks next year, when are they realistically going to be good? Because what do you think? 2021. 2020, so basically they'll be... Because you, you'll need time to work in the offseason, like the free agency, and then the... It's like, I'm not going to say it's like, with how bad that team is, it's like a little, you're a little bit steps ahead of an expansion franchise. Like you got rid of Cleveland. I really you, you think got, they you got, were worse than the Browns. Because even when the Browns went 0-16, we had Joe Thomas, we had Kirksey, Schobert, like Duke John, like there was bright spots. This Oakland Raiders team had Rodney Hudson, who is a top like a top center in the league. He's incredible. And then you have Derek Carr, who's a decent quarterback, but everywhere around the team was awful and old. So like there's no real bright spots. So Let's say they have four. Say they either take a quarterback, which I doubt they will now just because they trade for a receiver. Say they take three good defensive players. I mean, they take a running back or a tackle or something in the upcoming years. Like they completely rechange the team, okay? So they're going to Vegas. Antonio Brown's 34 at that point. So you, by the time your team's fully starting to get good and they're going to be making a playoff push, Tony Brown's done, you know? It's not worth it, but you're still playing him. What team did you compare them to? The 1-16 Browns team. Why is that a boo? Not, they were terrible. I don't want that. I hate that. I'm embarrassed still of that. But they had bright spots. There was bright spots definitely on the team. You the had, Sean Kaiser? <laughs> no, I'm saying... Hugh that, Jackson. No, I'm saying is you had Garrett on that team, you had Schobert on that team, you had Kirksey on the team. Oh, speaking about that You had Joku, Pepper. Like, you had a bunch of talent who's young. The Raiders don't have any young talent. They had a bunch of old veterans. Speaking about that, I'm going to throw a little side note here, going back to the uh, franchise tag and stuff like that. So the Browns put a tender on Rashard Higgins, which is the fifth-round pick. They also have Brian Biden Calhoun, deep, great player, who I think is a great nickel cornerback. Uh He's going to be a free agent. And then I also have seen reports that they're going to trade Duke Johnson and Emmanuel Agba. And I see Duke Johnson because I've been checking his Instagram. He took every picture of him out in a Browns jersey or anything Browns and took the Browns out of his bio. Yeah. Which the trades I've been seeing for O.N.L. Beckham Jr. are... I em- think it's, oh, is it over now that we just trade? We're going to talk about Vernon coming up. That No, that shows that we can... Uh, but we gave up Zeitler, who was a huge part of that trade. Austin Corbett. We're not trading Corbett away. Yeah, I know. Now we trade Zeitler. So, yeah, it's just weird because I think the weirdest, like, tag is Javion Clowney. Because he wasn't fully tagged. He's still most likely going to be in Houston. So what it buys Houston is a negotiation process. Because they put a set two first-round pick 10 years on it. So if a team was to sign Clowney, they would have to give Houston two first-round picks, which no teams want to do. Basically, meaning Clowney is going to stay there. It's just for how much, you know? So it's just time for them to negotiate a contract because I don't think there's any team that will give up two first-round picks, right? 
No. Maybe. Oakland, but that. that Oakland, o- what teams o- have first round picks this year? Oakland has three and Green Bay has two. I think they're only ones that have multiple first round picks. And then I don't really see it for Green Bay because they need to get offensive line. They need to get linebackers really bad. D-line, they had one of the worst D-lines in the league. Aaron Jones is a bright spot, but maybe you want to get an additional back in there. I, I really don't know. So, Well, let's start in something. We'll give it a little comedy hour here. We've been look. We've both been just like you know thinking of funny stuff. Well, I want to give a shout out to the BW baseball team that got stuck at the airport. They had uh, races and wheelchairs. Um, yeah. In the airport. Yes, I swear to God. Yep, <laughs> they got they got in wheelchairs and they, I saw it on Twitter this morning, and they were racing down the aisles at the airport. Uh, I think something similar to that is Wintrope versus UPenn in baseball, which no one would care about. They had a weather delay. It was the funniest thing of all time. So a couple of Penn players, here's what they did. They shaved their beards, like, on the field. One person was, like, buzzed all the way down, like, almost completely bald. Another person got their tooth ripped out during a weather delay in front of everyone. So they were just going absolutely crazy, ended up losing badly. But it was just so funny that, why does MLB not do this? Why don't you have something fun during weather delays? Because all we had is, like, you know... Just a tarp out. It's boring. There's nothing. Why don't we have this? This is awesome. This is like low-level baseball. Here's the first thing getting his tooth ripped. Oh, my God. That looks so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. But it's funny. Well, why doesn't baseball do that? You're trying to appeal to a younger audience. Why don't you try to do that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think that's really stupid, though. Speaking about things that are awesome and stupid... I got breaking news to report. Fans of Gardner Webb Bulldogs are going to be really excited. You guys just punched your ticket into the NCAA tournament. Champions of the Big South Conference. They won 76 to 65 over Radford Highlanders. Sorry, I just thought I'd give them a little shout out. Them I'd like to have some sort of breaking news for the NFL. So, these teams are expected to be the finalists for Le'Veon Belt Jets, Eagles, Colts, Ravens, Raiders. Those have been said by, I believe, Schefter and Rappaport. Those are the five teams that will be trying to push heavily for them. And then also that Tevin Coleman is a big fallout option for a lot of them. In case, hey, Le'Veon doesn't work, you can go and put in Tevin Coleman, and he'll be their kind of traditional back. So where do you think Le'Veon Bell would fit best well, at? I want, did you say Philly was on there at all? Philly wasn't there. Okay, I think Philly, but I think one of the funniest things that would be really cool Imagine if Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell just went to Oakland. They, they, like they'd, be like, they'd, be, they'd be like, fuck you, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then, well, we also got to admit, back in the 70s and 80s, Pittsburgh and Oakland were rivals. Because they would always go to AFC Championship games and play each other. During the Macklin reception, right? Yeah. That was against Yep, that was Raiders. the start of the dynasty. Yeah, um, I think the teams on the list, the most interesting is the Colts because... Colts fans right now are kind of what the Browns fans are a little bit, and it's delusional that we have so much cap room that we can just sign anyone we want. So the Colts have, I believe, $98 million, so they have the most. And, I mean, it's true. It really is. So you have the Colts go in 96 mil. I mean, you can sign anyone. They have Marlon Mack, who's a good running back. But if you put, I mean, what's that offense going to be like with Le'Veon Bell? Because you already have a Pro Bowl you got, quarterback. You got, you got T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Pro Bowl tight end. 
I mean, good offensive line, too. They're, one of the best lines in the league, that, Quentin Nelson. That's Eric Ebron, right? Yeah, Eric Ebron. And then they also have Jack Doyle, who's a good tight end as well. So where do you think Le'Veon Bell would be the best fit at? The best fit? Yeah. Like, from him to get a ring? For a ring? Or... Oh, can you read the teams off again for me? Uh, Jets, Eagles, Colts, Ravens, Raiders. Either the Colts or the Eagles. How come those two teams? Well, if it's his his job right now is just to jump in there and try to get like he wants to go to a good team out of those. Those are probably the best two teams, and the yeah. like the Eagles. I'm not gonna say they're one piece away, but like I think Le'Veon would help. But like last year when the Colts played the Chiefs in the uh, division, that was the divisional round, right? Which which game? Colts and the Chiefs. Colts, that was the, that was the divisional Chiefs, round. Yeah. It looked like the Colts could do stuff, but if they had Le'Veon Bell, I'm pretty sure they could do a lot better. It's going to be weird looking at him in a different jersey, though. Yeah. It makes me feel good he's not in a uh, yucky Steelers jersey anymore. I don't. Here's one thing the Eagles have to worry about. They're going to have to pay Carson Wentz after this year. So they have to give him a massive contract. So, I mean, here's the thing. They have to pay, like, they just signed Brandon Graham to a huge three-year deal. One of the highest-paid DNs now. Fletcher Cox is the highest-paid D-tackle. Evan, you're going to have to pay Carson Wentz. Can they even afford, realistically, Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. So, at this, well, if you look at him, he's got all the numbers and everything. He just needs the ring to solidify. Like, if he gets the ring. The whole reason he he sat out this year is because he wants money. And the Eagles, realistically, can't give him the most money, especially compared to Jets, Colts, and Raiders. Well, if he wants to go, to, it's it's choosing this. Do you want to win a Super Bowl and go to the Hall of Fame, or do you want to be a good player that was arrogant for money? That's really his choices right now. I mean, he could do both if he really wants to. What? T- okay, the Jets aren't going to the Super Bowl anytime soon. Colts could. Ravens might. If <laughs> Mark Jackson, if they can, if the Ravens can figure out a scheme where they can emulate what they did last year, I mean, just kind of like exclude like Lamar Jackson. Like if they can get Le'Veon Bell, Lamar Jackson, they can do RPO all that. No negative for the Browns. No negative. I want the Browns to win. I'm not saying it's negative for the Browns. I know, I know. If they can that, it could be good. So then, another trade happened was Case Keenum. What do you think about that? Uh, Let's see. For Washington? Yeah. That Well, it's either choose. It it was either... Because Alex Smith ain't coming back, bro. I'm just letting everybody do that now. Um, Either... They're going to miss the whole year. Well, I don't think the fact that he'll be able to walk again is a miracle itself. I don't think he'll come back and play quarterback. So I think they had to do anything they want. Like they almost made the playoffs last year with Josh Johnson. Yeah. Because they went eight or seven and nine or something like that. But I think they just traded for a quarterback. Like I thought they should trust in Colt McCoy. That's just me being a Browns fan. But what do you think? I mean, Colt McCoy quarterback. I mean, is he really? Do you think he can make you to the playoffs? Because the Redskins were six and three, and then Alex Smith got hurt, and then I think they fell off and went seven and nine. Like they completely fell off after he got hurt. So you got to add in that though. They had Colt McCoy get hurt, and then they had Mark San the Mark Sanchez experiment, and then they met John Johnson, John jo- Josh Johnson. Then they brought like think like Matt Barkley or whoever it is in. So I mean, that's the question: Is Case Keenum going to help Washington? I think it does. Because people are, like, dogging this trade. I think it's a great trade for Washington because here's what they did. They traded a sixth-round pick for a seventh-round pick and got a quarterback who was on a one-year deal. That's a great trade. You move back one round from six to seven and get a quarterback who can start for you for a whole year. I mean, I think it's a great trade. And you see people, like, in Washington say, like, 
oh, here we go again, not having a quarterback. What did you expect was going to happen? You just paid a guy a huge contract. He can't play football ever again. Let alone walk. Yeah. So you expect, like, are you going to try to, like, trade up the number, like, one and get Murray? Are you going to try to trade up to, like, five and get Haskins? So, like, I, I just don't understand what Redskins fans are thinking because Case Kim realistically was one of the best options. I think they maybe should have tried to get Flacco instead. But Case Kim's only on a one-year deal. So let's say this. Case Kim's awful. He has a horrible year, like, eight touchdowns, 15 interceptions, benched halfway through the year. Okay. Don't have him after the year. He's already gone, you know? You just lose money, and Dan Schneider is really good. At- well, they won't lose money because he's on a one-year deal. So if he's benched halfway through the year, just sit him on the bench the rest of the year. Contract expired, kind of like how it was for Tyrod Taylor. So You think he'll sign anywhere? Tyrod? Yeah, he'll sign somewhere. I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, is he going to be a starter somewhere or a backup? I really don't think there's a spots for Tyrod. Just in, like, for a starting role. Because what teams need a quarterback? Miami is rumored they're going to let Tannehill go. Tannehill is probably going to start over Tyrod. He'd be, Tannehill would be the highest. It, it would be him and Foles. Because would Foles be the two. They would be the hottest. Done deal. Foles going to Jacksonville. That is? It's almost as guaranteed as it can be without it happening. We'll all know tomorrow. Yeah, so, I mean, think of AFC North. Any team need a quarterback? C- maybe Cincinnati. Cincinnati would... I mean, is but are there, they dress, aren't they doing I think the Andy Dalton's going to be the quarterback for at least a year. Yeah, but aren't they trying to like develop Jeff Driscoll or whoever it is? They might. I don't think he's actually that bad. He was not bad. And then you go AFC South. No team there except Jacksonville needs a quarterback, so they're getting they, Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. You go AFC West. I mean, who is there really? I mean, Oakland. O- Oakland has Derek Carr. You really think he's t- Tyrod Taylor's better than Derek Carr? Derek Carr almost won MVP the other year. <laughs> he did. Derek Carr was in the MVP race for a long time. Yeah, I, I know. And then AFC East, anyone in there? Buffalo does need a quarterback. Miami needs a quarterback. Jets don't need a quarterback. Buffalo, Buffalo's not going to draft. They're going to believe in Josh Allen. Speaking he of, was not bad, to be fair. I didn't think he was either. I, he went 4-12. and 12. Speaking about bad quarterbacks, where do you think Josh Rosen will go? I, I really think... I think the Chargers trade for him. Yeah, I was just about to say it. I think what's weird, or the he's never had to sit. He started all four years in high school. He started all three years in UCLA. Can he take being a backup? Because I think where he's best at is in New England, LA Chargers, being a backup for what a team. What about the Saints? That would be a good fit, too. I really wonder what you're going to do with Teddy Bridgewater. Because I think Teddy could be a good person to fit that offense. He just needs, yeah. We kind of have a surplus of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Because Tyrod Taylor led a team to the playoffs two years ago. Now he could be a backup. Because what other realistic teams need a quarterback? The whole NFC or NFC North, they don't really need a quarterback. Whole NFC East, they don't really need a quarterback. The one team that... The Vikings could. They just paid Kirk Cousins. He didn't do shit. He did a fully guaranteed deal. You can't get out of that. He he totally underachieved. Oh, yeah. NFC East, besides Redskins, they don't need a quarterback. It's kind of known Case Keem's going to be the guy with Colt McCoy. NFC South, no, they have probably the best quarterback division in the whole league because the worst one there is James Winston, who has the talent. It's just, you know, off the field because besides that, they have Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and then Cam Newton. And then NFC West should be good at quarterback. They have Wilson, Garoppolo, 
Goff, Evan, either if Rosen stays or what's well, kind of likely to Murray. be Murray now. Well, they already offered that they're going to their draft. I think it's pretty much. So a I think deal. if Rosen, if I was a, a top level team, I would ask, hey, do you want to? I know you played rookie year. Do you want to sit two years? What would you want? What would you need in return for him? Because he was a tenth overall pick. They're not going to get back what they got for him. They're not going to get first. Not I think they'll get. Seven. I think they'll get a fourth. There's. Like, Here's the like, thing. Like, like, there could be a team such as the Dolphins that will take a flyer on it, or like some team that like kind of needs a quarterback, like the Redskins, like that needs a bridge quarterback until they need it, and they'll see, hey, if we just start Rosen, could he be a dude? But I think the best fit would be for him to sit for two years. But is he going to want to do that? Because he's never had to face any adversity starting. He, he also, really has. He also has uh, when he was in college. He's had three concussions already. That yeah, he's really injured. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't really know. I think it would be a great fit, potentially New York as well, because imagine for New York, you could have, say, you have to wait a year for one of them. You can get Saquon Barkley, Josh Rosen. That's incredible, right, if you're a Giants fan. You get both of them only for a first and a third round pick. You just have to wait a year for to get Rosen. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't That would save him a draft pick this year, drafting a quarterback. It really would. So if you get Rosen this year, if you're the Giants, you could take an Ed Og or you could take a D lineman, which they need because they just traded Oliver Vernon, which is going to bring us into our last, last segment. Yeah. I actually think it was a good trade for the Browns. So do I. I think our, that was our number one need was uh, pass rusher, linebacker. Yep, because of Jamie Collins releasing. But I've seen reports that because he played D, didn't he, he, play, he, he played D line, line and linebacker. Yes, but I was, they were saying that he could play D line, and then the Browns would sign Justin Houston from the Chiefs. I feel okay with that. So what I? I think a lot of people said at first like, "Oh, we don't want to trade Kevin Zeidler." Hey, I don't want to trade Zeidler either. But for what we got, I don't think it was bad. We saved cap room with it. Which I, it, I, first off, that was his birthday too, twenty nine. I know this. Happy cool. birthday, Kevin. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if Zay were gone, we saved cap money. It wasn't this regime that bought him here. This was the Sashi Brown era still. So then now we have Austin Corbett, who is going to fill this role in as hopefully tap or guard, tackle, whatever they think. Probably guard because Corbett's – or not Corbett. You got you got to draft one then. Not high up. I think you draft the offensive lineman in the first round Our, now. We don't really have depth anymore. We have starters. So I think if we get Corbett in the guard, hopefully he's as good as Corbett. Or not, I keep saying that, as Zeitler. And then we get a pass rusher for it. So we save money. You get have your second-round pick last year. was 33 overall, so he was taken really highly, almost a first-round pick. And then you get pass rusher, which you need, because I've heard a lot, you said earlier, like Duke Johnson, Agba, those are likely going to be traded. Agba, disappointed. I see it was the biggest disappointment for the Browns this year. Speaking of, I, I didn't hear him besides the Saints game. And speaking about those two, um, Side note, the uh, the trades I have been seeing for Odell Beckham Jr. have been Duke Johnson, Emmanuel Agba, an unknown player, and or a pick. What would we tr- why would they take that though? Because you get a re- I just I don't know. Because you can make Duke, you, 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 you can make Duke Johnson a receiver too. A slot. That saves you a receiver spot. But if you were spot. the Giants, you would trade for a backup running back, a D end who would probably start just because they have an awful D line right now. And probably now. a second or third round pick. I mean, if you're turning Odell, you'd have to get another first for that. Because people say, like, oh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's 30. And uh, Odell's, like, 25. So I don't know why they would even want to do that. So, 
I mean, I, I, I just really question it for New York because I make it makes sense because you're going to be an offensive team. This gets a quarterback. Top it off. You have, you're now having a better offensive line. You took Will Hernandez, who was the pick right after Corbett, who's a good guard. Now you have Zeitler. Nate Soldier, awful year, but hopefully he can turn around. Great tight end, great receiving core, good running back. Let's get a quarterback. What do you think? I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. I ser- like seriously. I don't. I think I think you and I are thinking the same thing right now about that. I mean, do you think Eli? Do you think there's any situation where Eli Manning is not the quarterback? Because all signs they're giving, he's going to be the guy. Unless if they go out and trade for someone. I the, Do you think uh, he like, could like, be like, like, like Tannehill or like what do you think? Well, they could uh, they could sign Tannehill, but that oh, uh, I maybe like Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, I would, he'd look good in a Giants uniform. Because here's the thing. Is we have so many good back. I think this is what Rose needs to do. He needs to take a Teddy Bridgewater role where he needs to, you know, sit behind a year, learn from a good quarterback such as Philip Rivers or Tom Brady, and just move on. All right, well, we'll then have to discuss that for another time. Um, it was nice talking to you guys. This is... Yep. Uh, Bark Like a Brown with your host, Nick Moyer, and your co-host, Owen Hernan. See you next week.